You're listening to the Mom Inspired Show, episode 152 with Jessica DeMay. Welcome to the Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to have Jessica on the show today. I don't know if you find yourself being dairy-free, gluten-free, maybe corn-free. I don't know. It seems like today we are all having to watch what we're eating because it's either not making us feel good, it's causing our joints to hurt, it's causing headaches, it's causing stomach aches, it's causing rashes, whatever it may be. There just seems like everybody is having to be careful with what they're eating. So I know that it can feel very limiting when you have to remove a food group. It can be very challenging. And quite honestly, it can feel kind of like a grieving process because you're having to let go of something that you probably really enjoyed or you might feel even isolated. Um, And for me, I know that like it gets hard to think about making food for other people that do have dietary um, needs and it can feel stressful because you want to make something that tastes delicious, um, but you may have to remove certain ingredients. And so I thought it'd be really cool to have Jessica on the show today. She has a blog where she has tons of recipes that are low FODMAP, gluten-free and dairy-free, paleo. I mean, it's just a great resource. So I wanted to pick her brain. She's going to share with us some recipes that we'll put in the show notes and um, just some comfort foods that I think we so miss when we're having to take food out. So I hope this helps you think outside of the box and gives you some encouragement that you can enjoy your food again. Hey, you guys, have you heard the saying September is the new January? I actually heard that last year and I thought it was really interesting because I think that where it comes from is that with schools usually going back in September, it's after Labor Day, it kind of marks the end of the summer. Um, You kind of get a second chance to go after whatever your goals were for that year. And for me, 2019 was really about focusing on my health, losing weight, and my fitness. So if a lot of you guys have been following me or if you know me in person, um, you know that I work out and you know that I've lost weight and it's just been a really important goal of mine and I'm still working at it. Um, I'm not quite there yet. And I talk about it in the intros of the podcast before the episodes because I'm going to be doing a series. I think I decided I'm going to do it in December leading into January. And um, because I don't want to leave you in the dark, I want to take the time to talk about it on the intro. So if you don't have to lose weight, you don't need to lose weight, but you know somebody that is struggling, another mom that it's impacting her confidence and just impacting her whole life, please share this with her because that's how I felt. And I wanted to get back to my old self. And I know there's moms out there that are feeling that way. They're just kind of feeling schlumpy. They're not dressing the way that they used to. And, you know, they just feel like they give everything to their kids. And I'm here to say that let's use September to give back to ourselves. Like, let's find ourselves. And especially before we get into the holidays and we know it just gets so crazy. And as moms, we're thinking about how to make it so special for the kids and all that stuff. So let's take this time to really, you know, do something that will make a huge impact in our lives. And so if you want to know how I started my weight loss journey in January, You can check out episode 112 with Amanda Nybert. She goes over how her program works. It's a seven-week online program. And if you want to use my link, I would greatly appreciate it because what happens is I get a small commission when people use my link, which then helps me keep the show going. Um, That way I can keep bringing out amazing guests for you and providing awesome content every week. Also, something that other people don't do 
if you join her program and you want to ask me questions or you just kind of want to know like what I did and all that kind of stuff, I would be happy to answer them for you. If you're on my email list, shoot me an email. If you're not, then you can message me at Facebook or Amber under Amber Sandberg, and I would be happy to help you and kind of just walk you through my journey a little bit um, until I do the series in December. So I say, let's make September the new January. Let's get a fresh start. Let's finish this year out strong, especially before the holidays. I know that a lot of times it's easy to gain weight during the summer. And so let's get that weight off and get you back on track. So if you want, you can go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash lean 20 to reserve your next spot. She normally does two sessions a month. And again, episode 112 is where you're going to find how she does the program and explaining all of it to you guys. And um, I just want to share this information until I do the series so that it's not leaving you in the dark. And you know, I don't want to hold all of this just to myself. I want to be able to help all of you moms. So let's go to the show. Jessica, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, thank you for having me. So I like to start off every show with an icebreaker on travel. I'm a travel agent. So I just like asking my guests where their favorite vacation spot is and why. And this can be with or without kids. Oh, my. Um, Well, I don't actually travel a whole lot, um, but I live in Michigan and um, I love going like up north Michigan. There's a little town uh, called Boyne City Mm -hmm. and it's just cute and it's on the water and it's not too touristy. And, um, it just feels so relaxing and peaceful. And, um, I just love going there. Jog my memory. Where is that in relations to Traverse city? It is like North, um, East a little bit, but okay. it's like more North from Traverse city. Yep, okay. Like an hour maybe. Yeah. It's, that's a key word that you're saying that it's not as touristy. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. It's like off the path. Like you don't, yeah. you, you have to like go there. You don't just travel through it. So a lot of oh, people, Oh yeah. They don't stop yeah, there. So really, right. How far is it from the water? It is right on Lake Charlevoix. Oh um, yeah. So it is not like on, um, you know, Lake Michigan or right. like a great lake, but, um, Lake Charlevoix is beautiful yeah. and it's, you know, we've stayed right on the water. It's, really nice. I know. I do miss Michigan. You know, being in Tennessee are very landlocked. So, um, oh, yeah. I miss I miss being able to get to water. So many lakes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I mean, it is great. Um, anyways, well, let's jump into the show cuz I could talk to you about all of that. <laughs> cuz yeah. sitting at a lake sounds really great right now. Um, yeah. cuz it gets it's so hot here in Tennessee. So this is August when we're recording and it's just humid and I'm just kind of done done yeah. with the 90s and humidity. Um, yeah, me too. It's super humid here. Too. I know. I'm, that's Purple. what I had my friends say that too. So I know that's the thing. People think I that Michigan doesn't get hot, but it gets hot and humid. It's it's it does. it's kind of crazy. Yeah. So let's jump into the interview. And how about you share a little bit more about yourself? Um, tell us what your name is, where you're from. Well, you're from Michigan. So yeah. um, how many kids you have? And then we're going to just jump into briefly how you got to where you are today. Okay. Yeah. Um, I am, my name is Jessica. I have a food blog, um, called real food with Jessica. I have one daughter. She is, um, almost four. Um, and I live in Michigan. Um, I have been blogging for about four and a half years and I don't know what else. (laughs) That's about it. Yeah. Okay. So why don't you tell, well, before we jump into the details, why don't you just kind of skim over what you blog about and what you do? 
Yeah, I um, create recipes, and they're mainly paleo, Whole30, and um, low FODMAP. A lot of them are, not all of them. Um, I love baking, so I do a lot of desserts that are grain-free, dairy-free, naturally sweetened. And um, I do all my own, you know, photography and writing and everything like that. So I just run my whole site. That's my full-time job. That's awesome. Now, explain to us what a um, low FODMAP is. That is like a diet for people that um, have like IBS Mm. or um, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, or if you've been heard, it's good for fibromyalgia. Oh. And it's um, foods are like each food has different sugar content and um, I guess like FODMAP is the acronym and I don't even know exactly what it stands for, but um, it just is like certain foods can really cause digestive issues um, like onions and garlic and asparagus. Like there's a whole list of oh, wow. even like real foods that yeah. are yeah, whole like, foods. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And still be, um, you know, like if you are doing an elimination diet and Mm. not finding relief, there might be something more to there. And, you know, it's kind of good to um, check that out. If, you know, it's kind of um, intimidating at first because the list of foods you can't have is like, you know, some really good foods. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Apples and peaches and cherries. That's interesting. Yeah. So it was kind of an adjustment to um, cook that way and bake that way. But, I've kind of gotten used to it now. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to jump into for this interview um, overall, because I think that so many of us are having to experience cutting out certain foods, if it be dairy-free, gluten-free, paleo, and then the FODMAP is a whole nother ballgame. Yeah. But, you know, it can feel so limiting on what you can eat, you know, if you are trying to watch those things, even if it's one component, like gluten-free or dairy-free, that can feel very overwhelming because if everybody around you is eating everything, then you kind of feel kind of isolated a little bit. And so, um, and and then it's hard to kind of figure out how to create meals with new ingredients when you haven't worked with them and you just don't know what to do. And so I thought Mm -hmm. it'd be great for your, you know, for you to come on and share some fun recipes and just talk about like how you got into this and how you figured out certain things taste really good. Um, And because that does seem like a very daunting thing for people. It's kind of like, what am I going to eat if I can't have cheese? You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. you know, and then you really kind of have to grieve it. Like you, you miss those right. things. And let's jump into your personal story. And how about you share with us um, on what made you decide to start eating this way? And how do yeah. you eat specifically? Like yeah. what, what's um, not in your diet, I guess I should say, like, what, what do you fall under? I would classify how we eat as like paleo. So we do like grain free, dairy free, um, and like refined sugar-free. Um, it was a little over four years ago. My husband was dealing with some like digestive issues. And so we did like a whole 30. So we went from just like a standard diet to whole 30, which was kind of drastic. Um, and that really seemed to help. And, um, it's kind of like a a paleo, but more strict, um, Mm. no baking and no recreations of breads or tortillas or anything like that. So no treats. Um, but after that 30 days, you can reintroduce foods and kind of see what works for you. So he does also eat, um, some white rice and some tortilla chips and stuff like that. But for the most part, um, all our food is, um, of course, dairy free that doesn't work for us. Um, but also, uh, grain free. So those are the only grains that sometimes make an appearance, but most of my recipes, um, that I share are mm-hmm. grain free with like an option. Like 
I have a stuffed pepper soup that's like if you want to add some white rice to kind of make it more like traditional stuffed peppers, you know, but you don't have to, or you can add cauliflower rice. So I try to kind of make it like that. But um, I definitely like creating like comfort foods that maybe we grew up on or sometimes that I see on Pinterest that look good and then kind of redoing them to be compliant with our dietary restrictions. I know. I always want to eat like a creamy potato soup, you know, and oh, yeah. if you're eating dairy free, I mean, that is so full of dairy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So much cheese. Yeah. Yeah. And just, I think, um, some kind of milk, you know, I don't know if it's whole milk oh, yeah. or, um, heavy cream. Yeah. Or... Heavy cream. Yes. It's probably yeah. heavy cream. That's why it tastes so good. <laughs> right. Um, so with you guys, did you notice, how long did it take you guys to notice? Well, especially cause your husband was the one who, ha- who was having issues. Yeah. Um, how long did you notice that it, um, that eliminating the certain foods made him feel so much better? He noticed it like right away. Um, like he definitely had more issues than I did, but like his brain fog and, mm. um, his yeah, better sleep and um just like not the horrible stomach aches mm. all the time. Yeah. And so um that was definitely like um sometimes we will get like from my dad or something like, oh, just live a little, but it's like, oh man, we feel so horrible. Yeah, it's like, not really living. Like no, you're dying. Right. You're dying exactly. a little. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like we're just doing this for fun. And um, yeah. it's actually because we feel better doing it. Yeah. I know. It is really crazy. Do you feel like we are all having so many issues today because the food is just not the same as it used to be? Yeah, I do feel like that. Like I grew up um in like the nineties. And so like most of the food was packaged and I feel like, you know, of course it's convenient and easy and our parents probably didn't know any better, you know, that's all they knew. So they didn't know the long-term effects, but yeah, like I feel like no other generation ate, you know, as much processed fake food, not getting any better really. I mean, there's a good movement going on. I feel like for healthier foods, but there's Mm -hmm. still a huge amount of that stuff sold and consumed. Yeah. Well, I think it's hard because I think the older generation, um, probably what you're saying with your, um, did you say it's your dad or your father-in-law? Okay. No, my dad. Your yeah. dad. So I think sometimes they may think like, oh, we're, you know, we're just being picky or like being high maintenance and stuff like that. Right. Um, because it does seem bizarre. I mean, it really does. Like, I mean, I can step back and go, why do so many people have peanut allergies? Why oh, do yeah. so many people have dairy gluten? It does seem bizarre. I mean, it really does. I mean, when I grew yeah. up like that just wasn't around. And so yeah. I can understand how it seems so crazy, but then you have to think to yourself, well, why is this so crazy? Like, why is this so bad? And you have to think like, it has to be what the food like what is in the food and how it's changed. I had a friend that she watches her dairy and her gluten intake, but she went to Italy and she consumed dairy and gluten and it totally was fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally fine because of how they um, process it and everything. So yeah, yeah, I hope we do get to the point where this is not, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it would be great to be able to consume dairy and gluten and all those things and people not have issues. I don't know if we'll get to that point. Um, it would be right. great if we could. Um, but until that point, it's great to have people like you who are really trying to be creative and ways to eat things so that you're not in pain or uncomfortable. For me, what I had realized, I kept getting sinus infections. I live in Nashville. It's a really, so it's like the bowl of the state. So all the allergens kind of just like oh. fall to the bottom. And um, yeah, and then having my second daughter, and I didn't know this, but um, when your sex hormones change, it can 
make it just makes your body different. And so I never had issues and I never had a sinus infection until I was pregnant with her. And then oh, after wow. her, I just felt like I felt ragweed more. I didn't even know what any of these things wow. were. And right. so, um, and the allergist was like, yeah, this can happen with pregnancy. I'm like, oh my gosh. And so, um, so for me, I fought this for a long time, but like this past March, I was like, I think I need to take out dairy because every time I consume it, my whole sinuses just get so inflamed. And then I don't oh. want it to go to a sinus infection because I don't want right. to go on antibiotics. So, yeah. And if for people who have sinus infections, I mean, you cannot think it's like your head hurts so bad and you just are like walking around in a daze and being a mom and having a sinus infection <laughs> don't go hand in hand. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like somebody having, um, um, a migraine, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it, it, you know, it kind of, it knocks you out. So you don't feel functional. Right. So it's been really hard for me and I do let it like slip in every now and then, but I'm not like just eating straight up chunks of cheese, which I would <laughs> love to do that. Um, right. cause kind of like what you were saying about your husband and, and yourself, like I just feel yeah. better, but I still right. miss it. And miss it's it, like yeah. my brain still wants to be like, no, I want to eat what everybody's eating or eat yeah. that cheese pizza and stuff like that. Um, so let's talk about let's talk about um how you figured out how to make things taste amazing and then we're going to and then I'll and then I'm going to jump into a little bit about um how you did, how you then made that a business. Um okay. so I'm curious. Okay, so let's talk about one of the meals that you and I had talked about previously that you were going to talk yeah. about today that so many of us miss comfort meals because right. usually that contains gluten and dairy. Mm -hmm. So what, right. what kind of meal do you have that you make that people love? And we're going to include, include this on the show notes so that everybody can um, get it. But what is one of your favorite dishes that really hits home? Yeah. Um, I have a chicken Alfredo casserole. So it's made with um, shredded potatoes as like the base. So mm. still like super comforting. Um, and then like almond milk is the dairy replacement. Mm -hmm. Um, and I try to use like good almond milk, not like a 30 calorie almond milk, which is just pretty much water. Like find yeah. one that's pretty high in fat. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're not trying to be like, or taste like vanilla or, or vanilla. Oh, yeah, you don't do want to sweeten. I've had people say that it's kind of horrible. Super sweet. I'm like, oh, no. You're like vanilla sweetened. You're like, that sounds disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, sweet. maybe in a dessert, that'd be great. <laughs> right. Unsweetened, no vanilla or anything like that. Um, and like chunks of chicken. And then like when you bake it, it just kind of like, caramelizes. So it's mm. not cheese. It's not yeah. stringy, but it still has that like comforting factor. And yeah, you know, of course, potatoes are always like comfort food, no matter what. Yeah. Um, it uses like frozen shredded potatoes. So it's super easy. It's not like tons of hands-on time. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's really good and comforting and perfect for, you know, that replacement of missing the noodles. Yes. That we and the right. Uh, I used to make homemade Alfredo. Yeah. With the cream and the Parmesan and all that. Like it still is good. Yeah. So what do you use for the sauce? I do like a homemade like roux of, um, I believe I used cassava flour, which oh, is yeah. a really great. Mm -hmm. Um, it's I like cassava chips, cassava chips. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's definitely different. Like people, you can't use like almond or coconut flour to like thicken sauces. It's just too grainy. It oh. doesn't have that um, ability to thicken, but cassava is great. I make like gravy for Thanksgiving with it. Nice. And 
it's just really nice. But that, and then some almond milk, um, I use garlic oil, but if you can have garlic, then some fresh garlic or garlic powder would be great. Cause Alfredo is definitely garlicky. Yeah. So that really helps with the flavors. Um, and so that kind of makes the sauce that I coat everything in and then I like just combine it all and then bake it. Okay. So w- in that recipe, do you include how to make oh. the Alfredo? Sauce? Um, that is, yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. Okay. So I don't think I even knew that there was garlic oil. So would you say yeah. to go buy the garlic oil or would you say use oil well, and use garlic if you have it? If you can tolerate garlic, that's to keep it like low FODMAP um, for people that can't tolerate garlic or onion. I believe there's like chives in that recipe too, mm. instead of like onion or onion powder. But if you can tolerate garlic, oh, just use garlic, I see. just omit the garlic oil. We do that for the garlic flavor without the stomach discomfort. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. It's in a ton of my recipes. Yeah. Garlic oil is like a lifesaver. So do you, do you write that somewhere that like, if you can tolerate garlic, use garlic? Nope. I usually try to. Sometimes I okay. forget because it's yeah. just like, you know, you're so used to it. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. If you can tolerate garlic, um, just use that or garlic powder in place of anywhere I use garlic oil. Yeah. So here's my question What oil mm-hmm. would you use then if people don't have issues with that if they're using real garlic? Um, like avocado oil That's would be what my I was wondering. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then, so how would people measure how much garlic to put in? Cause if you're not really putting that, cause you're putting the oil, like, are you thinking like two cloves or something or? Yeah, I would th- say that too. Okay. And it's also like personal, like some people love garlic and like, you know, just if you feel that, you know, yeah. just go with it. But yeah. I would start with like, yeah, one or two cloves or maybe like a teaspoon of garlic powder. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That sounds great. And too, you know, sometimes it can get so stressful when people have babies or people have had surgery and you need to jump on a meal train and then oh. you see like they can't have anything and you're kind of like, oh my gosh, why did I sign up for this? And it gets you really stressed out because you're like, I don't know what to give them, you know? Yeah. And so this is really cool and such a great resource to go to your website, which we'll talk about that at the end that people can kind of look up because I think that's perfect because it is stressful, but then those people don't get anything or I'm sure they just get roasted chicken and salad for like yeah. all their meals. You know what I mean? So um, yeah. as you were talking about that, I'm like, oh, this is such great, you know, g- great things to like give to people. Um, so we are going to be entering fall soon. And we know that yeah. most people love pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Now there's, yeah. I'm sure people who are like, I hate pumpkin. Don't give me pumpkin, but <laughs> right. we won't talk to them right now. The majority. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, people are doing the countdown of Starbucks pumpkin lattes. Oh, yeah. Um, I personally don't like it. It's just too, that whatever they use in that syrup, it just is, I don't know. I'm like, I wish I liked it. I like the idea of it, but it just tastes off to me. I have never personally had it. So a long time ago I had it and yeah, yeah, it's just, it's too, I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but I know people love it. And so, um, so let's talk about a pumpkin recipe that you love and that people love like on your website so that people can get super excited and start making, um, pumpkin recipes. Yes. I would love to. Um, I, my most popular pumpkin recipe is a pumpkin coffee cake that I made like four years ago. And, um, it's super simple to make and you can even like make it ahead of time to serve. Mm. And it's just, um, I, it's sweetened with maple syrup and then there's a crumb topping, which always is the best to have that crumb topping. Um, it has like, I've had hundreds of people make it and love it. It's easy. It's great for crowds. It's nice. If like you are looking for a dessert for like even Thanksgiving, that's yeah, not pumpkin pie. Yeah. yeah. 
And um, yeah, people just love it. And it's definitely like not as sweet as a traditional coffee cake, yeah. but um, it's still good. Like it's definitely still a dessert. My personality would want to throw chocolate chips in there. Just saying. You could. <laughs> I mean, you definitely have that freedom if you want. To. For, uh, for sure. some reason, when I think about pumpkin bread or something, I'm like, I always want to have chocolate chips in there. <laughs> and you can find non-dairy um, chocolate chips oh, yeah. and stuff like that. So that's really cool. Um, yeah. So we'll have that up on the recipe. And I was curious about um, how you sweeten things. So this one was maple syrup. But generally, do you use maple syrup? Or is there other things that you like to use? I use um, maple syrup a lot for like, because that is a low FODMAP approved sweetener. So if I'm making a dessert that I'm trying to keep low FODMAP, then I will use maple syrup or maple sugar, which is like kind of like coconut sugar. It's not really like white sugar, but um, it's kind of like that. But that's pretty expensive. So I try to just use maple syrup. I will use coconut sugar for um recipes i don't need low fodmap like Mm. cookies or breads okay and then um i use honey sometimes honey can um it doesn't always bake the best but i do like you know it's not like my go-to but i will use honey as well sometimes um and then i've used dates i like to sweeten stuff with if it's like a pudding or um i use dates for ice cream it makes really creamy dairy-free ice cream nice and um or date sugar which is also like granular um sugar yeah, but okay. yeah so those are kind of my sweetener options there's definitely a variety coconut sugar is probably the most affordable one yeah i don't know if i've had coconut sugar does it taste sweet it? like if you it just, is it's it is. oh my gosh my daughter loves it oh she's it is okay like, eat out of the bag she's okay like, good to know it's almost like a brown sugar it's darker oh yeah yeah and it's definitely sweet and i would definitely say it's like brown sugar if i had to compare it to something okay okay good to yeah. know yeah. So we're getting closer Definitely to the end. I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you, I know people miss cheese, like when they're having the cutout dairy. What is your biggest replacement that you always um, put into meals or, you know, you tell people like, hey, if you're missing cheese, this is should be like your go to to help you um, get that consistency or just, you know, that emotional craving of cheese. <laughs> right. Um, I don't have like a specific like cheese Um, I know some people have recreated like cheese recipes to like dip stuff in and I haven't done that, but I definitely feel like, um, you, I have like a soup recipe where I blend up potatoes and then mix it in with the soup and it gives like that hearty creaminess and like definitely more creamy than just adding like almond milk or coconut milk even. Um, it just really is thick and creamy. Um, so I'd say that or making like a mixture of cassava flour and almond milk like that where it's like yeah you know Mm -hmm. that definitely adds creaminess as well so i would say that i mean that's not gonna give you the stringy no 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 yeah yeah (laughs) but it's still gonna add some like hardiness to like a baked dish for sure i feel like sometimes um you see a lot of cashews being um yes grounded up to somehow make something yeah taste cheesy yeah i do cheesecake (laughs) like that um Cashews are not low FODMAP, so I don't tolerate them very well. Oh, but, gotcha. Um, okay. I've tried it with um, macadamia nuts, and that works oh, pretty well, too. Okay. They're kind of similar um, in that. Um, yes. So, yes, I have seen a lot of people use those, and those that's like a good replacement. I also like mayonnaise type of dishes. I do like oh, yeah. um, potato skins and yeah. then like make some kind of 
special sauce to go over it, like mayonnaise and mixed with different spices or, um, you know, hot sauce or whatever. And then you can like drizzle that over the potato. Is there any dairy in mayo? Ranch dressing. Um, not usually in mayo. It's just egg. It's just eggs, it's right? Egg, yeah. Uh-huh. But a lot of times like sauces will like, you oh, know, yeah. will contain dairy, you know, if it's, um, you know, a topping to a potato or something like that would definitely contain dairy. I feel like, or, you know, ranch dressing. I have a couple of recipes for ranch dressing. I love on my ranch. Site. Yeah. That's what I love. <laughs> like That's what I love creeping into things. Sometimes I dip fries into ranch where I try not to yeah. dip that much. I'm like, me. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, so did you, you said you do have a ranch dressing yeah, I have recipe. Two. I have like a traditional one mm. with garlic and everything. And nice. then I have a map one with like garlic oh, oil. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have, you'll have to send that to me. Okay. So we'll put that. So we'll (laughs) we'll do the Alfredo, the pumpkin, um, uh, coffee cake, and then we'll do ranch. I think that should cover everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so before we close, I wanted to talk to you about the business side of things. Um, because I know that, you know, a lot of moms that listen to the show, I feel like they have small kids. Um, they might've stopped working or they're working part-time or doing something on the side. And, um, it's so easy to feel like whatever your talent is, that it's not a big deal or mm-hmm. they may think, Oh, I could never start a business doing what I'm good at. And and here's an example that you were trying to just fix a problem for your husband specifically. It did help you obviously mm-hmm. as well. And then now you made it a business. And I wanted to ask you like, how did that all start? And what made mm-hmm. you actually decide let's make this a business versus just being really good at making stuff and keeping it to yourself and then um, I'm going to ask after that, um, what would you have done differently now knowing that it is a business versus you literally just being like, oh, I'm just putting things out there for people to see and, and that's about it. Right. Yeah. Um, it started as a business. Um, I have always liked love baking and um, cooking. I have just like taught myself over the years how to do all that. And um, I just was like, I was reading blogs and I'm like, should I do this? It's like, I was super hesitant. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. I bought a camera. I bought my you know, domain name, Googled like how to start a blog, like totally just went in blind pretty much and um, did it. And I had no photography, you know, knowledge. I'm just like taking pictures in my dining room and they're horrible. Um, but I like, I'm so glad I did that. And that would be kind of like my tip to people is like, just start, like, it doesn't matter how bad it is at first. And you're going to look back probably and be like, Oh my gosh, what was I thinking? But just to <laughs> like get started. Cause you know, you can't improve if you just don't start. And, um, I just, um, I did that and I joined food blogger pro, which is like a place for people to learn about blogging. And I, I think oh, I did cool. that for like six months and yeah. it just kind of like, um, we can, they just share knowledge with each other. It's like a paid thing, but, um, I didn't feel like it was necessary for longer than that, but it was a good place to start. And, um, just kind of kept practicing photography and how to write a blog post and stuff. Most of the stuff you can find on Google, like, you know, how to, you know, whatever, write a recipe. I read lots of other blogs to try to see how they did it. Um, not to copy them, but just to kind of see what I liked and kind of be inspired make by your that. Own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say within like six or eight months, I was, you know, making some money. And then, um, within 
a year or two, it was like the, I was making like a good income. So how did people find you? Like, and, and, and how do you make your money? Is it, I can't remember. Is it through ads? I do mainly ads, um, on my site and, um, you have to be approved for like different ad companies. Like mm. you have to have certain page view to get sure. ads on your site. Yep. And then, um, so I do that and then I get sponsored posts from like brands that want to work with me mm. and, um, that like they'll pay me to use their product or whatever. I'm super picky with like who I work with. Sure. And, um, you know, but that's also a good source of income and yeah. it is my job. So I do, you know, have to think of that too. Of course. Um, so I, that, so those are my two yeah, main sources of income. Now, how did you, how did people start finding you at first? Not, not the readers, but the people who, um, that were going to pay you to, especially for sponsors and stuff like that. Um, I first, I think like my first sponsored post was someone that found me through Instagram and mm. I had like, you know, I did not have a big following or anything, but he reached out and wanted me to make nice. recipes with his product. And I did for like a couple years. Um, I, I worked with them like monthly. So that was like a really nice, nice start place. Um, so I did find that I think was my, yeah, I don't even know sometimes how people find me though. They'll email me. I'm like, I don't even know. <laughs> like, how'd you get my information? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't always know. Yeah. But, um, yeah. That's cool. Um, one other question that I was going to ask you about, yeah. um, like getting it going and all that stuff. When, mm-hmm. how long were you making the recipes that you had kind of a built up arsenal of all these recipes before you're like, I need to do a blog. Was it pretty close to when you really started doing the dishes that you're like, oh, I should actually be putting this on a blog? Or were you doing that for like a year or two? And then you're like, hey, maybe I should put this on a blog. Yeah, I was like creating um, recipes. I was making other people's recipes sometimes or mm. doing round twists on them. And, sure. Um, and then I didn't like when I started my blog, I didn't have like, you know, 10 recipes sure. to put up on. I just started with like one. Um, but I yeah had been like, I knew that's what I liked to do. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to like succeed at this, but mm-hmm. at least I can try. Yeah. Like, it's a pretty small investment. Like, right. you know, buying a site and stuff isn't that expensive. It's not like buying a store and like right. opening of a course. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> less, you know, scary. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll just try that. Yeah. That makes sense. Now I know that you had a different name. So as we close, um, yeah, yeah. I want, I want you to give um, the listeners um, an, some advice on, if they are going to start something to really think about the name. So how about you explain that to us? Yeah, I started with um, the name Jay's Baking Me Crazy. And um, Jay is just like a nickname my family calls me. And it's just kind of a silly name. And I went with it and it was, (laughs) um, (laughs) and it worked, you know, for three years or whatever. And I just like felt, I'm like, I just feel like this isn't like serious enough. I want to, you know, change it to something more professional. And um, it's not, the easiest thing to do, you know, you have to, um, hire someone to pretty much change it for you. And, um, I did lose traffic that way and my numbers were down and they're still down, but, um, I'm still glad I changed it. It's been like eight months and I'm still glad I changed it to real food with Jessica. I feel like it's more professional. Mm-hmm. People know right away what I do. Yeah, I, you know, they know that that's my niche and, um, so yeah, if you're starting, just like really put thought into it. Like in five years, is this still going to be what my right. name should be? Like, yep. is this what you want to go with? Is that the message you want to send? Mm-hmm. 
and that kind of thing. Yeah. And I just wanted to add, cause I think a lot of times people want to do play on words or they want to do something cutesy <laughs> and then people may not know what you're selling. Like they'll be like, right. wait, what is this? You know, I'm not saying that with your name, but like that some people, or it's too hard to spell, hard to spell. too hard yeah. to say. And so <laughs> it's really, I like that you have real food with Jessica. It's very clear what you're saying. So it does take out that creative element, which I know people get really excited about, but <laughs> it's like, <laughs> if people don't know what you're doing, they're going to keep moving on. So sometimes it does need to just be clear cut, you know, instead of it being, you know, yeah. all fun and, you know, let's guess yeah. what this is. So, well, I appreciate you sharing um, all of this with us and I'm excited to have this on the show notes for everyone. And um, uh, my email list will definitely get this in their inbox so they won't even have to go searching for this. So they will be excited to have that. Um, share with us um, where they can, where your website is and I will have that on the show notes so that they can start looking up um, all your recipes. Yeah, um, I am at realfoodwithjessica.com. That's my site. And then that's also my Instagram and Facebook too. Perfect. So, yeah. See, yeah. now that's also simple with your yes, name. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jessica. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, you guys, have you subscribed to the Mom Inspired Show email list yet? If you want to have discounts sent to your email, and links to the books we discuss on the show, as well as all the guests' information, then you will want to subscribe. That way, every episode will show up in your inbox every Tuesday, and you won't have to go searching for the newest episode. It will be right at your fingertips. So just go to mominspiredshow.com and scroll down and enter your name and email, and you will be all set. See you next week. <laughs>